eToro, similar to other fintechs, is evolving, and I think you're going to get a bundling of services. So whereby today you may have a trading platform, an investing platform, I think trading and investing will start to combine. So you can go and do leverage trades, you can invest in ETFs or stocks, or even invest in other esoteric assets such as uh, crypto. Is this something that actually ends up being a full-time job for one of your investors, though? Because you you just run through a complete menu of options there. Yeah. I have to go out to work as well. Who's going to be managing my portfolio? The two ways. I think a lot of investors are very clear on what they want to invest in. So that deals with 60 to 70% of the people. On our platform, our USP is you can copy other investors. So if you're interested in banking stocks, and like me, you don't have the time to invest in banking stocks and pick and choose, you can choose to copy someone whose full-time job is to trade and invest in banking stocks. How do they feel about that, though? Because if I've got great ideas about investing, I may not want to share them. I may not want other people following me. So you can pick and choose. So we have a popular investor program which you can subscribe to once you've been trading for three three months um, and we take you through a process so it's not everyone who can be copied and if you choose not to be copied nobody can copy you. What's the competitive marketplace like for the kind of services you're offering and hoping to offer? There are very few who offer the end-to-end service but we have four three or four verticals so we have the trading vertical which is similar to an IG we have the crypto vertical which is similar to a Coinbase and we have the free stocks vertical which is similar to Robinhood but there isn't a platform right now who's managed to stitch all of these together as well as we have. So you can move seamlessly between these verticals. You mentioned Robinhood would it be right of me to say they're one of the gorillas in the United States? In the United States yes. Coming to the UK soon. And what are you doing to prepare for the competition? I think it's more what the competition will do to prepare for us. We've been here for, I think, six years in the UK. Uh, So we've established a regulatory framework and we have people on the ground. So I'm not necessarily that concerned because I think they will open up and educate the market for us. Um, And I think the market's big enough for more than just two players. In terms of educating the market, there is a massive evolution going on about the kind of things people invest in and you mentioned crypto. Is that a currency or an asset? I think today people are viewing it as an asset, as, a, as an investment. I think it was designed, no, I think it, it was designed to be a currency. So there's four or five cryptocurrencies, but I think today people are viewing it as an asset because you can't really spend it as a currency today. And if you did and you bought a pizza with it today, you might be able to buy 100 pizzas tomorrow if you'd held on to it. Exactly. And this is why people aren't spending it. I think the, the price is far too low, it's too volatile today for it to be a currency, a stable currency. But what does that mean for it in terms of viewing it as an investment? Well, if you believe the price is too low, then it's a really good investment. And I believe the price is too low. Okay, that's fair enough. I'll accept that point. But looking at the kind of things that people are investing in and want to invest in in the future, do you see yourself building another vertical? Would you would you be adding to the investment options that people have? Yeah, so we, our aim is to get to about 10,000 stocks onto our platform, and we'd like to add thousands of ETFs. We, we don't want to be a platform where we tell you what to invest in. And I think there's far too many platforms out there with five or ten portfolios, just doing ETFs or just doing funds and saying, well, this is what we offer, this is what you should invest in. We, we want to be a platform where you can pick and choose. The decision is yours. Would it be wrong of me to suggest you want to be the Walmart of investing? 
Yes, I would say the Amazon of investing. <laughs> <laughs> Walmart's, yeah, really old now. Amazon. The Amazon of investing. Yeah. Looking at that as, as the goal, you mentioned, I, I asked whether you'd be adding verticals. You didn't really answer that because you talked about increasing the number of stocks available. So what about investing property, commodities? So yes, I, I think we probably wouldn't offer a direct investment into properties, but if we could start to tokenize investment into properties so we start working with the with the blockchain a little more then yes we'd love to do that and if you know the news is to be believed maybe we'll also launch a debit card soon as well if the news is to be believed from what i've read on the web and would you care to comment on what you've read on the web about you offering a debit card i think it's an interesting read who knows <laughs> watch and wait <laughs> wait and see sorry <laughs> that's another way of, of expanding the business though, isn't it and we, we can, let, let us briefly talk in hypotheticals where that's yeah. concerned if you're offering investment services you the, the idea of issuing a debit card that kind of starts turning you into a bank no no, I wouldn't say I so when we say Amazon of finance we want to be the place where you your first port of call when you think about managing your your money just as I would always go to Amazon when I'm thinking of purchasing anything right now today in order to do that the platform has to offer you products which cover your entire risk spectrum right? the risk level zero if you just want to hold money with us all the way to risk level I don't know 10 15 whatever the arbitrary number is where you could trade leveraged currencies or FX trading in order for us to do that we may need to look at offering some sort of debit card where people hold money with us. Do you need a, to become a bank in order to do that? I wouldn't necessarily say so. And would we look at becoming a bank in the future? I, again, I think that's a that's a really long-term view. I mean, the easy answer for me to say is yes, but I think that's the wrong answer. On the subject of being a bank, though, if you're offering, and you're not the only one doing this, of course, if you're offering a free trading service, in stocks and shares. How do you make money out of it? One of the ways you make money out of it is by taking people's funds pre-investment and holding on to them on deposit, taking the interest on that deposit before people invest the funds in stocks and shares that they wish to purchase. Is that what you do? We don't do that right now. Um, That's a very interesting model. I think Charles Schwab has come out with, or at least that's an article I read. That's how they're working. For us, we may look at offering a, a freemium service, when it comes to stocks, we haven't quite gone through the, not the business case, but we haven't gone through the model as yet, so I can't give you any more detail on that. Today, our incremental cost of adding stocks to our platform is negligible. We didn't really ramp up the manpower just because we were launching stocks. We didn't add any additional marketing budget. We just switched the narrative from crypto to stocks. Whereas if you're a pure play stocks business, a la Robin Hood, then you would have to look at the business model from day one because somebody has to fund the business well what i've just described actually is a banking is a deposit taking banking business have the regulators realized that people who offer an investment service appear to be moving in a direction where some of them could be classified as such i think i I, i'm not sure if they realized or not so i can't comment on that but i think more and more they will there's a possibility they'll start looking at this especially if the amount of deposits being held by organizations starts to increase in terms of, since we're now on to the subject of regulation, how do you feel about where it's at at the moment? Do you think we've got it right? Do you think there needs to be more? Do you think there will be more? For in terms of fintech or any particular vertical? Well, let's take it broadly and then go into specifics. So in, in terms of fintech overall. I think it's quite supportive of fintech. Um, if we see what the regulator has done when it comes to the world of crypto and blockchain, they've been very supportive of it. So they haven't you know, shut the door and said, we can't do anything here. Does there need to be more regulation? I'm always going to say no to that. <laughs> um, I think the regulation needs to... 
going to use the word carefully here in quotes, learn how to keep pace with the change in technology. And I think that's probably the biggest issue that regulation is going to have moving forward. I think technology and the pace of advancement and the change in products is occurring far quicker than a regulator can understand and, and start positioning its regulation, for want of a better word, for it. Uh, crypto, again, being a prime, prime example. So you would agree with the statement that, no, we don't need more regulation. What we need is the right regulation. It's the right regulation. And I think it's very easy, if you don't understand a product, to actually come down on it like a ton of bricks. And I think, fortunately, the FCA haven't done that when it comes to the world of crypto. But I think we need to be careful that we don't do that moving forward in, in when it comes to new innovation also. Okay, let's just dive into some of the, the, the verticals then. Yeah. Are you happy with where we're at with the verticals in your business and the regulation that they're undergoing at the moment. You, you pretty much covered the, the crypto area. What yeah. about the others? So the other areas, so we offer trading. Uh, we offer derivatives-based trading, CFD trading. There's been a lot of regulation around that in terms of how much leverage you can offer, the, the losses that customer can occur, and the risk warnings, etc., etc. And now we're slowly starting to move to the point where we're saying our derivatives on crypto, should they be banned? I don't agree with that. I think the reasoning behind banning derivative trading when it comes to crypto is very 2017, based on the price volatility and liquidity in the market. Those models have changed now. And I think if you can offer derivatives on other products, why can you not offer derivatives on something like uh, Bitcoin? Let me come back to this as a concluding point. Looking at the business overall, Mm -hmm. where are you going to be in five years' time? What's the shape of the business going to be? Will it be markedly different? Will, Will it be incrementally different? I would say it would be incrementally uh, different. I think fintech is uh, is an evolution, not a revolution. I think e-commerce could have been a revolu- was a revolution, but fintech is something you have to take the customer and you have to hold their hands through it, through this. So I think it's going to be incrementally different. I think eToro is going to be the place which is a one-stop shop for your for your money management.